I got a billion dollar mindset, steady as a flow, navigating all my time spent, letting niggas know. Billion dollar, billion dollar. Hey yo, what is going on? Welcome to the show, Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, and I'm a parkour athlete turned real estate investor. I spent the last eight years of my life studying mindset of elite performers and applying those lessons to my own life. In my pursuit for success, I've sought out wisdom from mentors who are doing exactly what I want to do in all areas of life. So I've asked that they share their wins and losses with me, and in my search for those answers, this podcast was born. I wanted to share that valuable advice that I was receiving from successful entrepreneurs investors and world-class athletes so thank you all for tuning in this show is for free and my guests do give their precious time to be here so i do ask for something in exchange to show our thanks i ask that the price of admission be you share this if you get any value you go onto your social media you share it with your friends you share it with your family you share it with your co-workers you share it with people in the streets look my goal is to influence 1 million people to invest in themselves and to unlock their own potential and i can't do that alone hello and welcome back into the mind i'm your host marlon johnson and today my guest is mindset coach motivational speaker and host of the Juice Podcast, Pam Christine. Pam has had amazing guests on her show, like successful serial entrepreneur David Meltzer, recording artist Jay Sean, and multi-platinum music producer Casey Supreme. Now, as a mindset coach, Pam actually takes the time to understand her clients' current situations and need so that she can create a custom one-of-a-kind game plan to excel them from where they are to where they want to go. So today, I'm excited to have Pam on the show so that we can share what she knows about the power of mindset. Todd had connected us, and he's told me such wonderful things. So Pam, welcome to the show. I'm excited to dive into your story and get to know you a bit. Thank you so much. I'm excited too. Awesome. So Pam, can you like take me back to the beginning? Because as I was doing a little bit of research on you, I was trying to figure out like, all right, who is she? Where did she come from? You know, so what's your backstory? Where did you come from before stepping into this world of mindset? So many places. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I came from, you know, a little girl who was kind of like struggling for most of her childhood into her teenage years. But as you struggle, you kind of get to know yourself, right? So like, you may not have hit the pinnacle or had that aha moment, but we start to know ourselves, what we like and what we don't like. And we either fall victim to that and have that victim mentality, which I definitely did, or we rise above, which I also definitely did. And so as time went on, I um, became more and more self-aware and more and more aware of what I wanted. And that was different things at different times in my life. And so Um, I started as I went to school for special education, started as a teacher, but always an entrepreneur, opened a candy company at the same time um, on the side that really took off and did really well. Then I, uh, at the time, uh, had, well, soon after that, I got married and had three kids. And so they became my main purpose. So that wasn't going to work anymore. So left that, but I still entrepreneurial, always want to be working, wanted to work. So got my real estate license and I was doing it, you know, here and there, but raising my children and then um, wound up getting a divorce. So needed to really step it up for my family. And so um, did that full time for 16 years. So just recently, (laughs) a few years ago, um, decided that even though I was at the top of my game, which is really important to know, just because, you know, you're really successful in terms of society standards of success doesn't mean you're going to be happy, doesn't mean it's going to be fulfilling. And I realized that even though I was at the top of my game and it was a really good time to really maximize where I was in my career, I don't want to be doing it anymore. Mm. And it wasn't fulfilling. And it doesn't mean that it was bad because there was a time and place for it in my life. And so I made a shift over to this and now I'm super happy here. And that's the beauty of life. It's not the 1950s where you're like doing something and you do it for the rest of your life. You get a pension, retirement. There are so many different things we can explore about ourselves and in our careers now and personal lives as well. Wow. See, I'm so happy you went there right now. So you have this list of where you've come from to where you are. And this is my favorite part. You understand, okay, well, I'm not finding joy in this thing anymore. And the rest of the world considers me a success. They consider it a success. I'm doing well for myself, but on the inside, you want to pivot. And I find that there are a lot of people in that exact position and they 
don't make the change, right? They're afraid to pivot. Why is that? Why are so many people afraid to make the change? Because I hear it all the time that people tell me, well, it's okay for you because you're young, right? I, I can't do anything about my age, right? I can't make myself older or younger. I am what I am. But I don't think it's an age thing. You know, can you talk about that a little? Sure. First of all, I mean, in my opinion, age is really energy. I feel younger than a lot of 20 year olds I know, and I feel older than some 70 year olds I know. Well, I don't know if I feel older, but <laughs> you get my point. But I definitely feel younger than some of like, I have some clients who are, you know, significantly younger than me, and I feel like my energy is much higher than theirs. So I don't think it's an age thing, though there is something to be said about experience. Mm. And so, that's for the good or the bad. So your eyes might still be more wide open than someone who's been jaded because, you know, they haven't had this, you know, positive feedback um, from life. And the thing is, I, I wanted to switch and obstacles get in our way. So it could be our limiting beliefs. For me, I was ready to go and my dad passed away. And so I had to table it because that had to be the priority and my mom. And then I was ready to go and my mom passed away within a year. So I had to table it again. But people have other obstacles because the world is constantly going to throw at us things to challenge whether we're ready to take that step. And we have to decide. It's like rock'em, sock'em. Um, <laughs> what was it? Rock'em, sock'em, rock, sock, Robots, right? Robots, right. Okay. And they're like constantly punching and you want to slide under, you want to go above, but you don't want to go and get hit and knocked down. So you have to look at that. I look at life that way. There's dark and there's light. And we're constantly going to be faced with that. And the dark and light could be in our own minds. It doesn't mean it's an external obstacle that comes our way. And we have to ask if this is real, if these are our fears, if these are our thoughts, if this is true. And so I think we forget to do that. We hear that voice in our head that discourages us, that saboteur, that inner critic and says, you, you, you got to stay here. You're making money. It may not be the amount of money you want to make, but you're making money. You know, you can pay your bills. You got to stay here. Who are you to play bigger? You're not meant to be bigger. You're not meant to be more powerful. You got to stay here. This is secure. All these reasons. And we just say, okay, yep, mind. Okay. Yet if Marlon, you and I were really good friends and you came to me and said, hey, Pam, this is what I'm thinking. I'd be your biggest advocate and your biggest cheerleader, but we don't do that for our own selves. And so we need to start tapping in and digging deep within ourselves and asking ourselves, what is real? What are these thoughts? Where are they coming from? Are they old, outdated belief systems that we've been given and we took on and we never explored and we just kept keeping them within us rather than challenging them and saying, hey, what's my belief system and what's, what are my values today? And so that's the first way to stop. But you asked why people do that and people do that because it's comfortable. It's like, mm -hmm. it's the status quo. And no one's trying, not no one, there are plenty of people who are shaking it up, but lots of people don't shake it up because they're scared, but lots of people don't even know that it's possible to shake it up. I like that. I like that a lot. And you know, what really came up to mind as you were saying this is you're giving people permission, right? By saying what you're saying right now, you're giving them permission to question their feelings, right? Because that is big. I think that's an underserved population where people on the outside, everything seems fine. And then they start to feel uncomfortable. They start to feel discontent. They're just like, huh, something's wrong, but they can't quite put a finger on it because everything else around their logical mind is telling them that everything is fine, but they're not feeling fine. They're not okay. And they don't question it. They start to push that down and say that, mm, you know what, maybe I'm just being a little crazy, right? How many times have we heard that? I'm just, I'm crazy. I'm just stop complaining. But you're giving them permission right now to say, why are these thoughts bubbling up? Where are these thoughts coming from? Give it a little bit of validity. Maybe it is a crazy thought, but how do we know until we actually explore it, right? And even if it is a crazy thought, so what's wrong with a crazy thought? Hmm. What's wrong with going outside the box? I like that because, you know, that's not encouraged as much. Right. At least the older school of thought, it wasn't encouraged. But when we look at folks that have really done anything of note, they had to think outside of the box. Right. So I think that it's important that people have someone, like you said, a cheerleader, because we'll do it for others. But it's very rare that people do it for themselves. So I have a question for you as a mindset coach. What do you do to work with somebody to essentially help them become a cheerleader for themselves? Well, and I'd say it's not just in coaching, it's on the speaking plat platforms too. Um, so it's not an individual thing. And what it is, is it's evoking transformation in the person. So I don't do anything. 
I hold space. I might ask provocative questions that get them thinking in ways they hadn't thought. I might suggest doing some things like maybe journaling, maybe going outside and going for a walk. I was out for a walk today. It's, it was snowing where I was, where I am. And I was like, I got a post on my um, story. Like if it's snowing where you are, it doesn't mean you can't go outside. Like we don't go outside if it's raining, if it's snowing, if it's cold. And it felt so good. The snowflakes against my face, the cold air, you know, maybe it's not so great for my skin, but it was great for my mental state. And so I hold space and ask questions that will allow um, my clients to realize that they are creative, whole, and resourceful in and of their uh, in in their own right, and it's all within themselves. So they do it. I'm just the vehicle that helps them, or the vessel that allows them to tap into that part of themselves. That is big. I like that. I like you already, seriously, <laughs> because that's the truth, you know. And I can now pick up. This is where your teacher aspect comes in right because you recognize as a teacher when you work with your students you can't ever make somebody learn you can create an environment you can create a space where they can have the opportunity it's the uh the saying we lead the horse to water but we can't make them drink you know so i really like that that's the approach that you take when it comes to you speaking and when it comes to you working with clients whether it be a group setting or an individual one-on-one because ultimately it has to be something from within, you know? I was going to say, yeah, I, I can problem solve with the best of them. So if you came to me and said, hey, this is what I'm dealing with and I want to switch careers, I can give you everything to do, but then you'll have to call me the next day and then the next day and then the next day to keep getting more information. What do I do now? What's the next step? Whereas you have all of that information inside of you, you just don't realize it yet because you're so busy living in your lower self and you haven't tapped into your higher self to hear your inner voice and your intuition guiding you. Wow. So let me ask you something now, because for some people are like, huh, what does that look like for them to live in that place of being tapped into their higher self? And I'm happy that you call it tapped in because that's literally how I refer to it. I say like tapped in or plugged in. Yep. Tuned in, tapped in, plugged in. I think it's, what does it look like? I'll say what it looks like, but what does it feel like first? It's like magical because it's like you're going with the flow of life. You're not resisting. You're not controlling. You're not attaching to outcomes or attaching to, you know what, this is how it has to be. I could be going through the same thing as you and we could go through it differently, but I could have this thing where I'm like, I want it has to happen like this and like this and like this. And you could be, you know what, it's going to happen how it happens and however it happens. And you could go through the rockiest road to get there. And I could go through whatever road I go through, but we could both land in the same destination. And when we trust and believe that it, it, it'll unfold the way it's supposed to, regardless of our resistance and lean into it, it's a flow. And what it's like is like, um, you, you release the noise and the chatter and the mindless voices in your head that are just discouraging you and keeping you down. And you free up that space to listen to the voices that you listened to when you were a kid that would say to you, hey, go be this person. And then you would do it and someone would be like, you're so weird. You're this, you're annoying. And then you'd be like, okay, that's not fitting in. I can't do that anymore. I'm closing up that little piece of me and I'm going to put a like nice little bow around it, but it's sitting there and it's not coming back. And so it's going back to that and tapping back into that because we are all born as unique beings. We are all born to live our own life and our own path. And mine is very different than yours, Marlon. And we can join each other on the journey. But if I'm comparing mine to yours and saying, why am I not this? Why am I not that? It's an unfair comparison because I'm not born to be you or to have the journey that you have. So you really have to go in and listen to those voices. The thing is, when we start doing that now, I don't care if you're 20 40 or 70, whatever age you're starting at, you have to remember you have 20, 40 or 70 years of unraveling to do. And it doesn't mean that's literally going to take 20 years, but those voices are going to be hard to hear. They're a whisper at the beginning, but soon they become a roar. And the way they become a roar is you listen to them and sometimes you're going to make a mistake and you're going to misunderstand the voice and think it's intuition, but it's not. And you're going to land in a place that you don't want to be. And what you have to say is, okay, this is what I did this time. This is what it sounded like. This is what it felt like. Now I know for next time not to do it again and to listen to a different voice. And you may listen to that voice again and again, because we all have different levels of tolerance for learning lessons. 
that the universe is presenting to us. So some people it takes them 10 times, some people it takes them two times, but don't get discouraged. Just keep listening and trying out different voices and um, conversations with yourself and you'll get to know which is the higher self because the higher self is always serving you. It never feels bad. It never has anything but your best interest at heart. So that's how you'll know. You'll feel in total alignment and like your authentic self, like you're buzzing and you're vibrating at the highest frequency possible. Wow, that is awesome. I've never heard anyone break it down so clearly like that because that's what it feels like. And I think every single person can resonate with that because at some point, everybody has had that feeling right? Everyone has had that weird moment where for whatever reason, they didn't know why they knew something. They knew something to be the right decision. They knew the right choice to make and they made it and everything just worked out so effortlessly. It was just like you were going with the lazy river. The flow was taking you and things were just connecting. But for some reason, we don't keep listening to that. We later that feeling pops up and we distrust it or it's drowned out by all the other noise. Right. And that's what I think. Sorry. We get scared. We get scared of that success. We get scared of that flow. Is someone going to take it away? What's going to happen if it doesn't work? So people are just as afraid of success as they are of failure. So can you talk about that? Because that's something I've always heard that the idea of, you know, we're afraid of our own success. We're not afraid of what we can't be. We're afraid of what we can be. Right. And that one to me seems like uh, that one's a weird one for me to wrap my mind around. So, you know, what is it that you're seeing when people are are afraid of their success? What's that mean? Okay. Before that, I just want to say real quick about the intuition or the inner voice. It's that little pull. So if you're feeling pulled to something, but you're not ready, just keep noticing what is the energy doing? Is it pulling you towards that and more towards that? And if it is keep watching. And if it disappears, that's probably not your intuition. But if you keep every day waking up or at some point during the day, feeling a little tug calling you towards something, that's what I'd pay attention to. And in terms of feeling afraid of success. I mean, I was a case in point. I remember when my real estate career took off and I really needed to have um, an assistant, but I was thinking, okay, the assistant is gonna cost X amount per year. I'm not making that kind of money where I'm comfortable annually. I might be able to do a few months. And someone said to me, well, if in three months you're not seeing that your productivity and your business is increasing and that you're making more money or closing more deals, you let them go and you're only out three months. And if you see that that you are, then it's worth it and you keep going because you'll be able to afford them. And I just thought that was really interesting because it made me realize that was not my only fear. And that was one of my fears. But when they took that fear away from me, I was really left alone with what was my real fear. And so we get to hide behind all these other fears, like I don't want failure, I don't want this. But the failure, I mean, the fear is, so when you're successful and you're leveling up to another level of success, it doesn't have to be your pinnacle or the top level of success that you're ever going to get to, but you're just leveling up. What that requires of you is a new level of responsibility, a new level of accountability, a new you showing up every day that's different than the little bit lazier version that you got to be that you got comfortable with. And people don't love having to change and having to, you know, have that responsibility. So it's a a fear of what is that going to require of me going forward? And now I'm going to have to get up this much earlier in the morning, or I'm going to have to do these five extra things or have these extra meetings or be there for these people in a different way. And do I want to do that and be that? And then also we don't give us ourselves enough credit to see ourselves as these powerful beings. We play small all the time because seeing ourselves as that is it's, it's scary. It's scary because that's not what we've been told that told. That's not the messages that we've gotten. That's not the narrative that we created for our our identity and the story. So change is always scary, but change is a part of life. And the more we each step into our own power, 
the more we can change the consciousness of the world and the world is in a really devastatingly bad place right now. Whatever you think, it doesn't matter what you think, whether you liked Trump, whether you like Biden, whatever your racial things are, it's we are in a bad place. I don't care what anyone's personal opinions are, we are in a bad place. And the only way to change that is for each of us to start loving ourselves. And that's the other part of the fear of success. We don't love ourselves. We don't even like ourselves. We don't even know ourselves. So how can then we want to go and be successful and be those powerful people that we're meant to be? Wow. <laughs> you just you broke it down so well, seriously, because that made a lot of sense. You know, after you take away everything, now you're left here with what? And the truth is you're right. It's like, oh my gosh, you're afraid of essentially that commitment to yourself. You're afraid of that commitment to the success because you do understand at that next level, a part of you, even if it's not conscious yet, a part of you subconsciously deeply understands you are now going to be responsible for more, responsible for others, responsible for maintaining and continuing. And that can be scary. You're absolutely right. I think you just unlocked something for a lot of people that are listening right now, where they're like, wow, is that why I've been afraid to move to the next level? Right. And it's okay to be afraid, but I don't think it's okay to stand still. Well, that's what I was just going to say. You don't have to stand still and you don't have to go to the next level. It's baby steps, bite-sized pieces, do one thing differently. This career, it turned very public for me very quickly and I wasn't expecting that. And it's not my favorite aspect because I'm an introvert. So I take on as many videos. Yeah, you smiled at that because it's surprising, <laughs> right? I know. Because your energy is so, I love your energy. Like, Thank so you. Like but, uh, but I am like, I'm a homebody. I'm pretty like to myself, my kids are my world. But other than that, you're not finding me out there socializing and there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with being super social. But the thing is like, um, go real slow, do one thing. When you're comfortable with that one thing, add another thing. And it's not gonna be this big daunting thing. I'm gonna become this big powerful person and step in my own power. It's, you're just gonna, it's naturally gonna unfold again and it's happening as you're doing it. And it's not gonna feel that like so big and scary. I like that. Just taking it one step at a time. So, you know, it really does take the pressure off because a lot of folks, when they want to change, I think that's the issue that we see, right? They see the top of the mountain, right? And they know they want to get to the top of the mountain, but then they're so overwhelmed by, oh my gosh, I have to climb that entire thing. Well, no, you don't. You have to take one step. That's all you're really responsible for doing. And it's something that we need to remind ourselves and we need to remind each other, you know? So, I have a question for you. How important is your circle, your network of people that you surround yourself with? Is it something that you actively begin to morph as you change or do you just let it happen haphazardly, you know, or is it like a mix of both? Does it just like organically start to form around you? Like what, what do you think about that? What do you think it happens to me? Well, I don't know, like with your situation, I mean, you have like a nice bubbly, energetic, magnetized energy. So it's like, I can imagine people being attracted to you and just, you know, quality people starting to float in towards you. And, you know, I can only ever speak from my own personal experience. I know as I began to change, I saw a mix of both. I saw that people, new people were starting to come in and I was also not pushing people away, but I just didn't find that I was going towards people that I used to spend time with. So I was clearing up the seats on, I call it the bus. I was clearing up the seats on the bus so new people could come and sit down for the ride. I like it. I like that. And um, I'm going to use that actually, um, clearing the seats on the bus for the new people. My circle is so, 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 so small. <laughs> it is so small. And it has, I used to be like when I was like self-sabotaging as a teenager, the life of the party. And even, you know, when I was, you know, at the point where I was getting married and just before that it was all social and it didn't matter who, as long as you were in the mix, but no, it's my kids. It's my sister, it's my family, it's my five closest friends that I would basically die for and trust with anything and everything. Anyone outside of that, then there's that next level actually and that next layer that are more like colleagues, but I really respect and go to because I want their perspective and they always bring me a new lens to look through with, with which to look through things. Anything other than that, I have really, really, really good boundaries. And it doesn't mean that I won't let someone in. 
but it means that I'm knowingly letting that in to my vortex because I either want to help them or they have something they can offer me, but they're not staying long-term. It's like, we're doing something. And usually when I do let someone in my vortex, that's out of my energetic field that like, not everyone has my energy, but they have their own really good energy. Mm -hmm. um, when I let someone in that I don't think does, um, I usually spend a lot of time before and after um, prepping my energy and restoring it. Wow. That we need to talk about right now, please. Because <laughs> that's, you know, it's something, it's funny. It's like uh, when people go out and they drink all night, right? And then they have a hangover the next day, right? People don't realize that they get these energetic hangovers from being around different people and they just, they can't put two and two together. And it's unfortunate because from the outside looking in, someone else can spot and say, hey, well, it's maybe it's your, your boyfriend or your girlfriend, or maybe it's your best friend from kindergarten that you love to bits, but they're just in a different place right now. And that's why you feel so droggy. That's why you're getting upset so much. That's why you don't have the energy to do the other things you like, you know? so. How can a person tell or what should a person do in a sense of if they're like, I'm not sure if the people in my life are sapping me energetically, what can they do to figure that out? Okay. To, well, before to figure it out, don't be afraid to let go. My best friend from when I was 10 years old and I just let parted ways. And I wish her the best, but she's not living in the world I'm living in anymore. And the world I'm living in is based on my level of consciousness. And I'm not saying mine is better than hers. It's just different than hers. Mm -hmm. And it's like, people are always like, oh, I want to go to paradise. Paradise is not a destination. It's not anything but a state of consciousness in your mind. I'm in paradise right now in this, on this podcast with you. We get to decide any moment what paradise is for us. Don't be afraid to let go and don't feel like if you let go, it has to be this big dramatic fallout. It doesn't. Um, so it goes back to the intuitive stuff. So remember when I was saying with your intuition, you, the way you learn that inner voice is by trying things on for size seeing what feels right and seeing what doesn't. So whenever you go out with people for the next two months, three months, six months, or get on the phone or a FaceTime or Zoom or whatever, I highly, and even Instagram, Clubhouse, any of these platforms, I highly, highly encourage you and challenge you to ask yourself a few questions when you get off the phone call or leave the people. And this goes for family members too. How do I feel? Mm. Is my energy good? Am I feeling off? Do I feel bad? Did they make me feel really crummy about myself? Did I make myself feel crummy and put myself down to make others feel okay in that situation and it had nothing to do with them? And so when you start to ask yourself those questions, you then answer them. Ooh, I just got off the phone with Marlon. I am about to go moderate a clubhouse room. I am flying high. I cannot wait to be the moderator. Or, oh my God, he dragged my energy down. Now I have to go show up for all these people in the room. I don't know what to do, but I am going to notice that and say, I'm not, I'm not going to be interacting too much with Marlon. I'm going to pull away and distance myself. Or Marlon's moderating with me next time. I'm bringing him into that. And it takes time. You don't have to ha have the answer the first time you ask the question. Asking the question is the first step to awareness and consciousness. Everything is consciousness and awareness. We are living in a world. We are, we are sleepwalking through it. We don't see things for what they are. We are glazed over like a glazed donut. And um, we need to take the glaze off. We need to change our lens and see what's happening in front of us. And that doesn't mean that when you do that, you need to change anything. But not being aware and deciding to live passively and not being at the driver's seat of your own destiny and co-creating your own reality is a shame to you. It's a disservice. It's not fair. You're not treating yourself the way you deserve to treat yourself because we are living on this planet as visitors. And it's a short, short, short time. I can tell you, I know because I lost both my parents. It is a short time. Seize the moment. Don't be afraid. Don't let your limiting beliefs knock you down. Rise above them. Make that other voice louder. Wow, you're just getting me all fired up right now. And you can be pumped up no, seriously, because this is so important. This is in my mind, the foundation, right of what you need to do in order to grow in order to create, right? Because that's what you said, we're creators here. And I think it's hard for people to comprehend this because it's an invisible power, right? 
And we're so focused on worldly things. We're so focused on our physical bodies, on the physical things that we see. And we can get the concepts when we're looking at the physical, right? We understand, you know, for instance, if I want to change my body, okay, I know that I can't just go into the gym for one day and then change overnight. It's going to be something that's day after day. It's going to be incremental. I'm going to start with a little bit of a weight that I can understand. I'm going to learn the exercise and learn how it affects me. And I'm going to ask myself, like you said, how do I feel after this workout? How do I feel after this exercise? And yeah, it might be tiresome, but is it moving me forward or is it going to put me in the hospital, right? Figuring out how much is too much, how much is too little. I really like that you say after these conversations, you're actually auditing, right? You're checking it out almost like a diet. Like, ooh, how did this meal make me feel? Did this food sap my energy away? Did I go pass out on the couch for four hours? Or did I feel like I could run a marathon? And it's okay if you want to eat something that makes you pass out for four hours sometimes. I'm not even saying don't do it. I'm just saying be aware. But I want to touch on something you said, which was it's invisible. The thing is, it's not invisible. You're just not choosing to see it. Not you, Marlon, but the people you're talking about. It's not invisible. I see it every single moment of every single day. It's there. It's there for the taking. It's changing your lens. It's learning a different way. It's being open to a different perspective. It's not being so stuck in the story and saying, what really is happening now? Life is amazing. And it has nothing to do with how much money you make, what vacations you go on, what podcasts you're on, what kind of cars you drive. All those things are only good when you're already happy, when you're already fulfilled, when you're already satisfied. Otherwise, they're meaningless either way. Wow. So I like this because this is a conversation I don't get to have with too many people because what you just said, it is something that can be seen, right? And it's a matter of awareness. Now, as you tap into this awareness, right? the world does, like you said, it takes on a new filter. It takes on a new lens and you see things that were always there, but you just lack the awareness. I say like thermal vision, right? I don't see in thermal vision all day long, but does that mean heat doesn't exist, right? So there's the different levels and different layers. Now, is it something that you are constantly staying in this higher level or is it something that you have to revisit, you come back to, you know, What's it look like for someone that as they start to tap into it? Like, is there a level of expectation where someone can say, am I going to be, I call it like the, the avatar state because I'm a nerd and I like to watch Avatar the Airbender. So are you staying in the avatar state or is it something that you come and go to? Okay, two things. Just pretend to filter on Instagram and you can see people in different ways. It's how you can see life. When people put fil different filters on, you see them differently. I love the filter. And um, the goal is to stay but life takes over. So I was recently knocked down to a place that I haven't been knocked down to in about like 10, 12 years. And that was hard because then I had to get myself back up and pick myself up and do all the things to rebuild. But generally speaking, this is what I say. It's like a gas tank. If you are not filling your tank and taking care of yourself, you're going to be stalling out where I live on the Garden State Parkway. You do not want to be stalling out on the Garden State Parkway on the way to the Jersey Shore. I can tell you that. But if you um, are full and you're just down a little bit, you can constantly cap it off. So maybe I need to meditate a little bit more if something knocks me down just to bring my energy back up. Maybe I need to take a bath. Maybe I need to go out in nature. Maybe I need, I love to cook for my family and for my friends and everything. So maybe I need to cook. I need to go read something or listen to a podcast like yours um, or anything else. And so if I'm always up here, the gas tank's full and I'm just capping off when something knocks me down, that's not hard. But if you're always down here and you've never ever brought yourself up here, every time you get knocked down, you're already on empty you're going lower and lower and lower and you're racing against the world you're racing against time you're racing against yourself and fighting this upstream battle or upstream yeah whatever <laughs> um to get just to baseline and baseline's empty and 
that's con then that's what I watch people do every single day of their lives and not just my coaching clients. So what you need to do is you need to every day start to fill your tank. And when you said something about expectations, should people have expectations for this or that? There are no expectations. Let go, detach from the outcome, surrender to the process. When we get to our destinations, we never appreciate them anyway. We're always <laughs> on to the next thing. We're never grateful for them. The journey is it. It's everything. Enjoy it. Enjoy the good of it. Enjoy the bad of it. Enjoy the buildups, enjoy the knockdowns, but just keep going and doing because the more you keep going, you're going to keep building this foundation. And I said, I was in real estate and it's all like a house. You need a solid foundation. Once you have that solid foundation, eh, you get knocked here. Eh, you get knocked here. Mostly you're here. Damn, you are on fire with this. <laughs> I seriously love it. Like your metaphors are on point. Like you pull them out so quickly. And I couldn't help but love that gas tank reference because you're right. It's like, you know, it's even better than a gas tank. It's like a bank account. Like you're going into debt, right? Totally. Where you go, you're just going. And so now you do all this work just to get back to neutral, but you can be above neutral. You can have a surplus and you can keep it rising forever. And now if you want to use it as like the debit card and everything, not only that, when you get to this point and you're full, you can invest your money in stocks, which we could look at as others. So we can start, our cup is so full, we can start giving to everyone else without resentment, without people pleasing, without feeling like we're breaking boundaries. My favorite thing to do is give. And people are always like, isn't that draining? And sometimes it is, but I'll just go refill, refuel. But mostly it's not because my bank account is so high that I have money and abundance flowing out of it. So here we go. This is important now because here's a question. People hear this, they're like, okay, cool. I need to get recharged. But Pam, I got work, Pam. I, I've got the kids. I've got to, I got to go watch Netflix tonight. I've got to go, or not even Netflix, but they do have serious things. I've got to work the whole nine to five. I got to go help out with mom afterwards. I've got to go help with the kids. And then my best friend, his car, caught a flat tire. And for me to stop and go work on myself, like I don't have the time to do that. I just don't have the time to work on me. Like, <laughs> okay, I said, want, 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 but that's really not nice. So I apologize for that. But it's true. And I was one of those people too. The first thing is, I get helping your mom out and I get helping your friends out, but you cannot be helping anyone out if you don't first help yourself out. And that might mean you need to stay, take a step back for a few weeks from helping other people. It's not, it doesn't take long to do this. Or you can, I was a single, I am, I was a single mom. I am a single mom. I raised three kids. They're two or 19 in freshman in college and one is 16. I, I know what it's like, and maybe my life is a little bit better than yours, and maybe it's a little worse than yours, but we all have stuff that we go through. Maybe you're financially not as well, but you didn't lose both of your parents in a year the day before your birthday. Like we, we all have stuff. So like we can sit here and compare, but it's all relative to whatever we're going through. And here's the thing. Everyone can get a glass of water several times throughout the day. I don't care how busy you are helping your mom, your brother, your friend, um, and doing all your nine to five, and then your morning shift and whatever, your overnight shift, whatever you want to call it, water. Water is the first step. It doesn't have to be the first step, but it's as easy as adding water because water is lubricating your brain, your joints, your body. It gives you energy. It fuels you. Um, you have to drive to work or you have to walk to work or you have to take a bus to work or you have to take a bike to work because I love people. No, I don't. I don't drive. I, 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 I take a rickshaw like people <laughs> love to come up with the weirdest thing and tell me the reason they can't do it. And the thing is, put it, your earbuds in. Listen to motivating content. Listen to I am affirmations. Listen to anything or, or like, okay, wherever um, there, there's heavy traffic in your house, get sticky pads and put up I am information in affirmations. I am amazing. I am love. I am smart. I am capable. I am empowered. I am this. When you start seeing that all day long, just like the information that we're fed by the media has kind of seeped into ourselves that will start seeping into your cells. So some of it doesn't even need to be proactive. I need to sit and read an hour and then I need to go journal and then I need to go exercise. Some of it is just putting it in your vortex. I teach a class on Clubhouse, um, moderate a room on Clubhouse called um, Elevate Your Environment, Change Your Life. So go into your house one day and see what your rooms look like. We don't even look at our rooms. We just kind of walk into them. They've been created and that's it. Is the lighting proper? 
Is it enhancing? Do you have books with positive titles? Do you have affirmations? Do you have essential oils? Do you have a nice candle? Do you have a nice mug that makes you happy and has a nice saying on it? Look around you. So you're not ready to do the inner work and do the heart, all that stuff. That's okay. There are so many basic things you can do. The biggest way to feel good is to give. I always say find five people a day that haven't heard from you in a while and send them a text as to why they're important to you. And you're gonna say, no, that's so weird. And you don't wanna be vulnerable. Well, then you don't wanna change. And you don't have to choose that one. You could do a personal note. You can go to your neighbor and drop something off on um, their porch. You can just smile. I love walking around smiling at people and people are like, who is she? Wait, do I know her? I don't know her. Why is she smiling at me? Why am I smiling at you? Because we're all connected and I love you. And I want to give you a, a little piece of my smile. And so no matter how busy you are or aren't, there's always a little crack in that door that you can open and see a tiny piece of light. All you need to do is get that little glimmer, just that tiny piece, and that will start to expand. But grab onto that tiny piece when you open that little crack so you can build on it. Pam, you can't be serious. That's way too simple. It's way too easy. It, it just, that can't be it. There's got to be a bigger secret. There's got to be a complex, crazy, you know, like I've got to go on an Indiana Jones hunt for the secret kind of deal here. No, this is the ba the basics. This is the starting point. You said to me, if someone says, I can't do it because of all these reasons, I have so many more things you could do, but this is the basic. And what happens is people give up before they see results. Mm. So they don't get to reap the benefits of just the water for three months or taking a probiotic. So you enhance your second brain, which is your gut and help it with the gut bacteria um, and build on um, good gut bacteria as opposed to bad, which is knocking us down because we feel unwell all the time, but we don't even realize it because we've been feeling unwell for so long. So it's very basic. It's just that you're going to expect, oh, she told me this in two days, I'm going to drink water and I'm going to feel like Superwoman or Superman. No, it's going to take months. It could take weeks. It could take days. Every person is different. It depends on how much you want it, how invested you are in the out in, not in the outcome, in the process of it. And even when you don't see the results, deciding, you know what, I believe in this and I believe in what she's saying and I believe in what other people are saying and what I've read from all the top people in this mindfulness wellness industry that I'm just going to keep going until I feel it. And one day you're going to wake up and you're going to realize, oh, I've been feeling it for a while. I didn't even notice that. Yep. And that's what's going to happen. I love that because again, people need this reminder. They need this reassurance because a lot of people currently, you know this, they're on the journey, right? And they're getting ready to hit that wall, right? And they're at that wall. That's where most people stop. You lose all that momentum. You hit that wall. All the work you've done up until this point washes away so quickly, but you need to keep going. You will not feel it until you feel it, right? And it's not going to be noticed until you notice it. And that's the crazy part because but essentially- the thing also Sorry, go ahead. No, no, but you know what? That's the thing. You feel like, oh, I don't know if it's working. I don't know if it's working. It's working. Yeah, that's totally. And to if you fall off for a week, that's okay too. I think it's important for you to know. It's like with a diet, just don't go and binge on the other <laughs> stuff. Just fall off and get back on when you notice it. It's, it's okay. And you also mentioned Netflix. Netflix is self-care. I'm watching Netflix tonight. I am watching yeah. Iron Man 2 and I cannot Ooh. wait because I just watched Iron Man for the first time and loved it. So I'm excited. And so I think that's part of self-love and self-care. What'd you say? How did you just watch that for the first time? I've, I've never seen any of the Marvel movies. Oh. I know I'm getting into them. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you get to experience them now for the first Me time. Too. You know, but you're right. It is self-care. And I think when people understand that as well, it's about, it's about being intentional, right? I think that's the, the key, right? It's not just allowing what has been to continue to be, especially if it's not producing the results that you desire, but now waking up and being intentional, you know, it doesn't mean being the most disciplined Navy SEAL every single moment of every single day of your life, but just recognizing why am I doing what I'm doing? Is it producing the result? Am I working towards something I want to be? Am I on that journey? And another way to say it is, is it serving my soul? Mm. Is it serving my soul? We don't hang out with our soul. I just did a video on Instagram about hanging out with your soul. We're so disconnected. And if you don't want to use the word soul, is it serving me? Is this benefiting me? If it is, then great, keep going. And if it's not, find what will. You deserve it. And so does everyone around you because the ripple effect 
is a very real thing. Absolutely. And I like what you said earlier, right? You know, that when you give, right, that's really feeding your soul. And I think a lot of people are afraid to give because we grow up with this scarcity mindset. We grow up with this. I really got to hold on to it because everyone else is trying to take from me, especially if people are in the Northeast. It sounds like you're from Jersey. I'm from New York. So, you know, it's uh, I'm from New York. Oh, there we go. You oh, know, yeah. so people, we you know, we kind of get taught that it's a dog eat dog. It's very competitive. So when you do get something in order for you to get ahead, that means someone else is being pushed down. And that's not really the case as I'm finding out as I get older and I meet more people and I really see who's at the top. I'm like, kidding me. They're all about collaboration. They're all about giving as much value as humanly possible. And then they give more than that. And it's something that again, it needs to be reminded. Cause like you said, at the beginning of this, our world needs healing right? It does need healing. And that comes from healing yourself so that you can give more because you can't give if you don't have it. Love that. And it's all about a servant's heart. What can I do for you, Marlon? How can I help you coming from contribution, not being embarrassed to put yourself out there that way. And if you get knocked down, you don't have to close your heart up just love someone else or someone else or keep sending that person love. It's okay because whatever's going on on the other side is a reflection of what they're going through and has nothing to do with you. So Pam, I have a question for you. How did you know to bring it back like now a little bit, how did you start that podcast, right? The juice podcast, which I love, by the way, it's super awesome. I was like listening to it last night. Awesome. And like, where did that come from? What was the spark there? I actually was not planning on doing it at all. A friend said to me, um, I really think you should do a podcast. I want to get you going. He's a videographer. So he's like, I'll do your videos and we'll get started. And um, kind of went along with the rest of my messages and my mission in life. And so my mission is to um, help heal humanity by inspiring and motivating others to live their best lives. And so um, it was born and now it's kind of taken on a whole new um not, not a new, a whole new level. It's just gone to a different place, which is an amazing place. And that's the beauty of letting go and letting it unfold and surrendering. Wow. I love that, you know, because that's essentially how things get done, right? It's you start, right? Something comes to you, that idea comes to you. Someone said to me once, right? And I'm going to mess this up, trying to paraphrase it, but they said to me, an idea comes to each of us, right? And when it comes to us, it is looking for shelter and we can take it and grow it into something and work with it. But if we don't do anything with it soon, it leaves us, right? It doesn't stay with us. It's not, you know, loyal to us. So essentially we have to put a ring on it, right? When it comes like, Hey, it's like, I got to lock you down, you know, or else I'm going to lose you and you're going to move on to somebody else who will take care of you, who will honor you. So it sounds like that's exactly what you did with the podcast because it's on point. Like I seriously, I was just like, uh -huh. wow, this is, this is great. The conversation is good. The production is good. I think everyone needs to go take a listen. I'm going to have a link to your Thank podcast you. down below so people can find you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, no, of course. So, you know, we are running up to the end of the show yeah. and I do like to ask two final questions that I always ask at the end of every show. The first one is because I'm a big reader. I love reading books. It's where I absorb a lot of information. I get to pick the minds of individuals who are way smarter than me, who have come before me and had way more experience. So for yourself, do you read? And if so, can you name two books that have been just paradigm shifts for you? After you read them, your mind never quite went back to being the same. I mean, God too. I mean, there were so many <laughs> influences me, but I would say I love How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. I'm going to go give you more. I'm sorry. It's just the way I am. I'm a rule breaker. I'm not staying in the box. Um, I love Gary Zukav, The Seed of the Soul and Spiritual Partnership. I, I'm reading The Journey to the Soul right now. I love that. I love anything John Maxwell. That's all leadership. Yeah. Um, I love um, Vincent Norman Peale, Power of, uh, Power of Positive Thinking, Napoleon Hill. I mean, all of the classic Atomic Habits is great. Um, anything Eckhart Tolle, there are just so many good ones. And the thing about it is I've read those books multiple times in my life. They're all about where you are in the moment. What you get then is different than what you get when you level up and go to a different place. And then you get new things then. And that's the beauty of these books. They're timeless. I love that. And I have a question for you. How often do you come back and reread those books? 
whenever the energy calls for it and I'm inspired. So I just finished spiritual partnership because right now I'm really into relationships, not romantic relationships in general and understanding why so many fail friendships, business and stuff like that. So spiritual relationships, I just read, I've read multiple times and I just finished that again. Oh. Yeah, because you're right. When you do come back, you know, this is something that a lot of people don't realize when they're like, well, why would you reread the book? Well, the book doesn't change, you change. You're going to pull something new out of it that it's like rewatching a movie, right? You're going to be like, totally. you're going to see something way different depending on where you are in life. So sometimes that could be a really good barometer for people to just check on, hey, how am I leveling up? How am I doing? What's standing out to me this time around? So that's really cool. So now for the second question, and this one is my favorite of all. Let's imagine, Pam, tomorrow you wake up and you don't remember anything, right? You don't remember any of the jobs you've had. You don't remember your family. You don't remember your friends. You don't remember any relationships you've built, any of the books you've read, anything that you've learned through experience of life. However, you know you're in a safe space, so you're not freaking out. This isn't a Saw movie. You're safe, you know, but in your mind, there's one little seed, right? There's one little thought there. And for whatever reason, you're not questioning this thought, right? You're just accepting it as fact, accepting it as truth. And you begin to rebuild from this seed, from this little piece of foundation. What would you want that thought to be? Love, 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 love. I like that. I like soy, like your eyes light up too. Like you're like, oh, I know exactly what. Oh yeah, I knew right away because what else is there? Everything begins and ends with love. Wow, that is a deep answer. I like that a lot. And I completely agree with you. That's actually now going to be on the top five of like my favorite answers. Believe it or not, no one has said love yet. No. Really? I, I Yeah. You know, I, I just feel like, and not to judge anyone or any other things, I'm sure there are so many great ones, but for me, everything I do comes from a place of love. So for me, love is everything. Wow. I like that big time. Well, Pam, I'm sure after this episode, after people have just listened to you and like felt on fire, like they can run through a wall right now, they're going to want to follow you. They're going to want to get connected to you. Where can they do that? How can people find you? Sure. Um, thank you for asking. I appreciate that. It's P at Pam Christian on Instagram with two N's at the end. Or you can go to my website, thepamchristiangroup.com. And uh, yeah, check me out. If you like anything or have any questions or need anything, you can DM me. I respond within 72 hours. Nice. That is a promise right there. <laughs> and I would recommend, I'm going to find Pam on Clubhouse right after this. So I highly recommend you all find her on Clubhouse. Once I get her Clubhouse info, I'm going to add that in the description. So if you guys need it, just scroll down to the description. You will be able to find her, connect with her, reach out. If this episode resonated with you, let her know because sometimes we don't know who we're touching. We don't know who's getting something from it. So let her know so she can continue to put that sort of energy out and share it, right? If you think this can be useful to somebody else, please just pass it on. Keep passing the good energy out there and let's just keep it growing. Let's grow the vortex. So Pam, thank Love you it. so much for coming out. I appreciate you so much for spending your time here today. And I look forward to seeing all the things you do in the future. We're going to stay in touch. I look forward to connecting as well. Thank you for having me. Of course. Okay, guys, so I really hope you enjoyed that interview. Once again, I ask that if you receive any value at all, I mean anything, if one thing stood out to you, leave a comment below. Let people know what that thing was. Let us know what it was. We do read all of the comments and absolutely share this with a friend. That is how we help each other, okay? The best thing you can do is pass on knowledge and information that's helping you grow. Send that out to your friends. Help them grow. Build your network and build your power team. Let's all get this together. So I want you guys to click that share button, click that like button, subscribe. Make sure you're here for the next episode. And remember that the greatness is already inside of you.